On this week's Vero Beach social media pop-up podcast, we have Nick and Angela Novak, owners of Filthies. We talk about starting a business as kids, the local music scene, and how Vero Beach social media has helped this young couple thrive. Take a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. I'm Curtis Carpenter, and I'm here with Nick and Angela Novak. What's up? Hello. How are you guys today? (laughs) Good. Good. Nick and Angela own Filthies, and they've got a lot of exciting stuff going on, stuff that's been happening and stuff that will be happening. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But uh, first off, you guys are doing well today, huh? I think so. It's another beautiful day. Where are we right now? Oh, we're at my mom's store, Leather and Oak. This place is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. How long has this place been open? Just since February. Okay. Yeah. All right. February we opened up and um, I don't know, we call it like a little niche We've tried not to call it a thrift store, but that has bitten us. So it's now a thrift store. So now it's a thrift store and we're much busier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I want to say that everything is curated by her. She goes through, she picks, she finds, you know, so things aren't just dumped off. You know, it's not dumped off garbage, you know, that people are just clearing out a house. So, um, yeah, people really seem to like it here. I love it in here. I love it. We, uh, If you guys are are just listening to this, it's kind of hard to to describe what we're looking at, but you've got a lot of pillows over there. (laughs) It's a lot of Christmas stuff going on. I mean, there's just uh, an amazing selection. If you guys are watching on YouTube or Facebook, I'm sure Andy's going to get some B-roll of this place. And uh, and, and again, if you want something here, you better come get it because I imagine that stuff turns over pretty uh, quick here, right? It does. And she's bringing stuff in every day. (laughs) Every day, turnover. Obviously, everything's gone to Christmas as the whole world has. And uh, yeah, we're just under this beautiful thing here of uh, ornaments and It'll look great on someone's tree. <laughs> <laughs> or I see a tree or two trees that you could actually just buy. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. I'm sure yeah. she would do don't that. Don't turn around. Yeah, it could yeah. be your tree. So um, thank you, Leather and Oak, for having us here. Uh, but again, we're here to talk about filthies and what you guys got going on. I want to go all the way in the way back. Uh, how long have you guys owned filthies? Since 2008, January right. 1, 2008. Almost 14 years. So it was the poor house, right? Yeah. Uh, beforehand. And and what um, what gave you the idea? I mean, you guys were kids. What gave you the idea to buy a bar? I mean, I think we're still kids. Well, we're still kids. But 14 years ago, you were even more age, so kids. I don't like that. <laughs> Definitely not kids anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, I mean, how old were you guys when you guys bought? Uh, 21, 24. 21, yeah. 21 and 24. I mean, so you, you were barely able to drink and well, I legally. never, and I didn't drink. <laughs> yeah, she didn't drink <laughs> at the time. I didn't drink at the time at all. This place Why? corrupted her. Yeah. So seriously, what made you guys say, um, all right, we're going to buy this place? Um, just the, I guess it's the business we've always been in. We had an uber amount of confidence in ourselves. Angela wasn't even going to be involved in the beginning. It was myself and my brother-in-law and his little brother. And it was kind of like, don't bring Angela along. We don't, (laughs) you know, girlfriends in business don't work out. We were kids. We were young. And um, I think we were open maybe three months. And I brought her in and just kind of gave her a rough around the edges bartender treatment. So she kind of knew what she was doing back there. And... uh, it's like a duck to water. Yeah. It was the best thing I ever did was bringing her in. It's amazing what rules you'll bend 
to just get a bartender. <laughs> I had to go against my partners in the beginning and yeah. say, "Hey, I think this is a pretty good idea." You know, I don't, I don't think she's a schmuck, so we should roll with her. Did you the guys? Best thing he ever did. <laughs> I love that. Not having kids, not marrying you, not buying the bar, not any of that. It's the best thing I ever did was bringing you in. It all comes in steps. So, like, yeah. as you get healthy and sober, as you get older, you say the best thing is always the the first thing you did. Because it's like steps like, well, I quit smoking first and then I stopped drinking. You know, the kids were in between that. So it's right. all in steps. So it was like teaching her and bringing her on. That was the first key. That was the catalyst. That was the first thing else. you needed. It's yeah. like a, it's a 24, you know, numbered lock. You got to get all your numbers and, and without it's all number one, step. you can't go to number exactly. two. No, 100%. I love it. I love it. So, um, I like that. So, all right. So you guys buy filthies in 2008. Um, I remember coming to like... I would call them punk shows or rock shows or whatever inside. 100%. It was a totally different place you could smoke in there. I mean, it was a, for lack of better terms, and excuse me if I'm being offensive, but it was a grungy place. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Not so much anymore. <laughs> well, we had no money in the beginning. Um, right. I borrowed money from my dad for TVs and paint. Okay. And that was about $1,500. Right. It took me about three months to pay that back. Right. And uh, that was it. We figured if we change the colors, put different stuff on the walls and just roll with our own thing. We built a little stage. Yep. Didn't know anything about putting on a show. Didn't even have monitors. Our first show, a band showed up from out of town and they were like, you guys don't have monitors? And I was like, what is monitors? This is punk rock. Get up there and play, boys. Right. Like completely green to the scene. And uh, and that's when we opened a Musicians of Friend account. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> we started having some, yeah, some of that. But, just uh, learn as you go. Yeah, man. We were just kids throwing parties. And, and I always tell everyone we were super selfish we we threw parties for ourselves thankfully everyone else came right that no was it. I, I mean i remember i don't know if it was day one in 2008 but i know 0809 2010 i was definitely in there for some really what i thought was cool shows i mean you were bringing local semi-local bands from orlando fort lauderdale gainesville maybe um and then it started getting a little bit like i remember the green was here i mean they're out of hawaii so i'm like wow that's really cool that we had a lot of cool stuff that no back. one knows about that didn't know about things that sell out in california that had maybe 50 people at them at filthies pacifiers the band Pacifier, yeah. we had Pacifier three times. The most people that ever saw Pacifier for free in Filthies was maybe 30 people. Right. Pacifier and Stewart does 400 sold. Right. right. So How about just, Three-Legged Fox? Three-Legged yeah. Fox. I no remember one seeing knew, them. And no one there knew was th 10 people there and it was your mom's birthday. So they sang her happy birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, things like <laughs> but, that. We, we got to have really intimate shows with really cool people. We also had some home runs as well. Right. Uh, but, right. you know, in the beginning, <clears throat> we, didn't, we didn't really know what we were doing. So we were just... Like I said, again, drawn for us. Like, right. what's going to be cool for us? This is cool. Are we going to make money? I don't know. Who cares? Who cares if we make money? We have right. no bills. Let's just da, 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 da. You know We're what I mean? young. We can take chances. We, we didn't back have, when we the rent was 750 right, right. Yeah. We <laughs> like our house rent, you know? That's different. We didn't have a worry in the world. No. So, so then I remember Filthy's kind of evolving. The stage goes away. You guys build another bar. Uh, you you rebrand. It's not Filthy McNasty's anymore. Now it's Filthy's, Fine Cocktails, uh, and so forth. Um, what, what, what prompted that? I mean, we just got really passionate about cocktails mm -hmm. is what happened. And, um, we were traveling all over the place. We traveled, I think, well, several different places and then to New York. And then when we came back from New York, that's whenever we busted up the stage and used the wood from the stage to build the bar that's currently there. Oh, little, so, uh, little, little upcycling I'm there. a Pisces. I have to keep my... 
my memories around me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about how the stars align and all that stuff, but I'll take your word for that one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so we just started. That's where you know that all started was just our passion for cocktails, and then just also just the evolution of our town. You know, things were changing. People are moving here. People not necessarily going out for live music as much during that time. That's whenever DJs started coming in. And it just, you know, just the natural evolution of life is what happened. And I mean, I don't even remember what year that was. But I just found my very first ever cocktail menu. <laughs> really? And I looked at it. And I'm like, I can't believe I had 40 cocktails on a menu. Like, what the hell was wrong with me? But, a bartender's worst nightmare. Oh, they all knew my them. God. And they, they all, all knew them. It was awesome. We loved it, you know. So I'm probably going to bring back some of those, actually. But, um, yeah, that was pretty much it, I think. And then we got, I got pregnant. We got, <laughs> to, we got to grow up in the public eye. Like, we... we yeah. We were babies when we took it over. And like you said, you don't know if it was in the beginning, but I can remember the first weekend that we were open, there was a line at the men's room and standing next to each other waiting to go into the men's room because, you know, inevitably everybody wants to check out the first bar in town when it it hits. It's the first week. Everybody's going. It was Bone from the Outlaws standing next to Chuck Sullivan (laughs) waiting for the bathroom. And I was just like, God, this is the weirdest business. <laughs> it's just so, so strange to me. But I was like, all right, we're connecting, da, da, da. And then we kind of just did our own thing. And we were there for the party. We weren't, we were not trying to make a dollar for the first five years. We didn't, we didn't care about making money. Right. If the money, right. if we had enough to go to 7-Eleven after we partied all night and get a Cuban and a bag of chips, we knew we'd make more money tomorrow. Right. So right. that was never our big concern. Yeah. No, I, that's, this is a compelling business story. And, and, and what I want to let the listeners know, if you're still with us 10 minutes into this thing, um, is I've always looked up to you guys. I mean, when I started Citrus 3 back in 2016, I called Nick and Nick would come into the office once a month or so and just, you know, bend my ear on stuff. I mean, business advice. Uh, when I started this back in August, I mean, you guys, I think, Angela, you were the first one that I talked to about promoting the Bad Fish and Ballyhoo concert. Um, that was probably our first ever real gig as a, as a business. Um, so I've always really looked up to you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated with how you guys run your business. I'm always excited when you guys make changes. Um, I always say that you guys have the Midas touch. Anything when when it comes to business turns to gold. I, I know that that's probably not necessarily true all the time. We appreciate it. But, um, yeah, thank you. But again, Again, I, I was super stoked to get you guys on this podcast because I really, really am intrigued by how you guys do things. Um, so, so to get back into the story, so you, you buy the place, your kids, you have punk shows, you get rid of that, um, you have a second bar, DJ, uh, uh, um, jukebox, and now in 2021, there's a mild evolution back to music. Yep. Um, you have a parking lot in the back. We call it the back lot at Filthies. Yep. Um, you've had three shows there so far. Um, talk to us about the thought process on kind of the hybrid version of the DJ music back using the back lot. Let's get into that a little bit. Let's start with what provoked you to use that parking lot? For concerts. We've wanted to do this since the beginning, <clears throat> but we always had a landlord. Okay. So right about the time we were selling our restaurant, we also were purchasing this building. Finally, after 10 years, or however, 12 years, whatever, however long. So it's always been on the radar, but our landlord would never let us do it. So we buy it. COVID happens. 
nothing can be done at that Stephen point. Marley was booked and like the Stephen Marley was going to be our first right. show out there. And then it got kicked for two years because of COVID. So yeah, I'm not joking. Like the Stephen Marley, I think was on the books, like the, at the closing table of this building. Oh my you know God. what I mean? Yeah. Like it was that. So we were super we're like, excited. Yeah. We're like, all right, we're going to get back in with the agents and you know, it's going to be yeah. on. And then yeah. we got kind of, you know, just like everybody else, a little, yep. little <laughs> stick in the spoke there. But I'm yeah. glad it happened because honestly it gave us a lot more time to develop what it was that we wanted to do versus rushing everything and, you know, just, I don't know, gave you more time to really think it out and think everything through so that you're not messing up as much. If you've got the time in the capital, it seems like a year to figure that out is, is, is a good thing. Most people don't have <laughs> time and capital to figure well, we it out. Well, we were very so lucky, lucky. <laughs> during COVID to only really be shut down for those two months. And then aside from that, you know, we have our food license. So, and we have since we started doing Bloody Marys. So, you know, it didn't affect us as much as some of the other people. So right. we're really, really, really we lucky. We also sold our restaurant 31 days before this happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about a just a coincidental so, timeline so of events. So I think she I was, was pregnant. She there was, was no pregnant. way. I was doing two businesses right. and she two She was kids. eight months pregnant. A, and a uh, she was eight months pregnant when we opened Southern Social, and she was eight months pregnant when we sold Southern Social. <laughs> so it was bookend pregnancies. <laughs> right, right. And uh, Just think, hearing that out loud is like, what? I'm psycho. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> Oh, you guys are definitely the craziest. <laughs> you guys are definitely the craziest people I've ever met. But, uh, but in a good way. In a good way. Uh, you know, not, not like serial killer crazy. Don't get me wrong. That you, you know of. All right, write it down, Andy. I'm going to need notes after you guys get in the car. But of what um, he really says. But no, I mean, I, the, the, and again, I'm not going to go into it again. But the the risk taking with mitigation of risks. I, I don't know. I, I, I just love it. Anyway, um, so we, we can we jump off risk. cliffs. Yeah, but 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 you have like a hang glider or something sure, with you. Sure, sure. You know, it doesn't look like it when sure. you jump off the cliff. It's like nope, they're dead. And then all of a sudden, phew, all of a sudden well, you take off and you're in the clouds. You know what though? We've never been shy with hard work. And that's what a lot of people don't see. They don't see what happens behind closed doors. They sure. don't see that Nick and I, for the last 15 years, we get out of work at the bar, we go home, and all we're doing is spinning different ideas and how's right. this going to work, and we're looking for this. And then, I mean, there's so many hours. I mean, honestly, if I clock the hours, it's probably a 120-hour work week for us. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're constantly dealing with ideas and And putting out fires. Well, I was going to say, and, I mean, you're it's talking just about the, the proactive part of it, but a lot of this is reactive too. I mean, sure. bartender quits or a manager yeah, leaves yeah, yeah, or something happens. There's a fight in the bar. I mean, for yeah, sure, you have every, for sure. every day but there's something. Yeah. That's why you just have to spend that time on all the contingency plans that need to be put in place. I mean, everyone, it, people are just completely unstable these days. <laughs> <laughs> so you just Including don't us. know Including. what's going to happen at any point. I mean, shoot, everyone had a great time this last weekend for the show. They didn't know that we had two people out of town, a bartender in the hospital and another girl sick. And then I had to bring in people that I've not even really even met to bartend just to get through <laughs> the night, you know? And I mean, it's just... Business as our, usual. Bring our kids to the show because we had no babysitter. Because our grandmas wanted to see the band. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay because they do all right by us. Absolutely. So that was fine. But yeah, I mean, there's all these folds. Yeah. Everybody always wants your life. They don't want your work. Yeah. yeah. They want yeah. what they see and what they perceive as your life. And no one really knows your life. Yeah. That's 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 a great, uh, I don't want to say it's a great quote. It's a great thought. 
I, I agree with you 100. Yeah. I think people see the prize and they don't see the the, the race to in get this to the Instagram prize. Well, and world. That's why, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why a lot of kids, you know, fail. And I say kids, but just in general, people fail at things is because they don't know what actually goes into getting to the prize. And then, oh, this is too hard. Let me just stop. Yeah, they now. also get discouraged early, right? Yeah, because where, they just don't know. And where you can just people don't understand that, you know. Once again, it's the Gary Vee thing. It's the just make a wrong decision quickly. Right. It's like just pivot, pivot, pivot and move. I always tell her when we get into a corner and we're frustrated and we're like, we're going to sell this damn bar. It's too much of a headache. It's like, shut up. It's easy money. You know what you're doing. Pivot and move. Pivot and move. That's it. You run into a wall, you pivot, you move and you go and you just keep moving. And somewhere along the way, 30 years has passed. Right. And you've made it 30 years. And Jesus, it wasn't that bad. Right. You know what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. We, we blog about this and talk about it all the time. Uh, we call it paralysis by analysis. Oh, 100%. You, you, you sit there and you analyze, you analyze, you analyze, you do nothing. Like you said, you it, care about what other people think you care about how you're going to be perceived and it's like dude everyone had the, the the thing you have to know is we have the retention span of a guppy right it's been proven over and over again Less so just move on. move on Less. move on move on just right? go That's actually they're going to forget about it eventually eventually we're going to move on and there's going to be new branding and there's going to be new focus and there's going to be new ideas and new thoughts and new new fire under you and you don't have to linger on it yeah, I mean, it, it, I can't remember the quote by Patton, but it's something to, to do with it's better to make a wrong decision uh, in the middle of war than to not go to. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like it, basically it's better to make the wrong decision now than to wait and not make a decision. For sure, because then you don't move at all. At least right. if you make a decision, whether it's right or wrong, you're moving forward. And right. you just have to learn you know? how to eat that sandwich with a smile on your yep. face. That's it. Yeah. All right. So back a lot of filthy sandwiches. So you guys buy the building. Um, COVID. Finally, kind of makes its way away. Mm-hmm. You guys have your very first show, which was <laughs> fucking a crazy. double header, double back header, back to back <laughs> nights, Friday night, Saturday night. You well, have Bad Fish and yeah. Ballyhoo, um, which was amazing, by the way. Thank you. So, I don't know if you want this public information or not. You don't have to say, but how many people came Friday and how many came Saturday, or, or, or uh, percentage wise? So, so they or? gave us a thousand cap for our back parking lot, and we were about eighty-five percent on the Saturday night, and we were about seventy percent on the on the. Or I'm sorry, eighty-five percent on the Friday night and seventy-five percent on the Saturday night for never having for never having a it, show. And the very first thing and you- Saturday, I didn't know anyone here. Friday, right. it was a lot of locals. Yeah. Bad fish draws the locals. Saturday, it was all fans of Ballyhoo, and I didn't know a, a single person. Here. One of the coolest things I've ever seen with Ballyhoo was we were here setting up, doing some stuff, helping out. And um, Ballyhoo had a, a, a private concert for a dozen, 15 people. So what's happening, because all of these artists have been out of work for so long, what they've done is when they go on tour, there's all these little deals that they're yeah, going to sell their own VIP so experience. Make money. So they sold so they those sell, tickets yeah, for like one fifty. They sell so, VIP to whoever before every show. They do a little acoustic. Yeah. You get your pictures taken. So it we pay really them, cool. and then they get yeah. paid. You know, it's a great a idea. Extra. You know, and, and here's yeah. the deal. Zach Brown Band does it. Right. Garth Brooks does it. You know what I mean? Metal- Metallica does it. So why do you feel like a schmuck if you're Ballyhoo doing right? it? You know, no, no. I, I, the big we, dogs do that stuff. It was great. And the people that bought the they VIP so tickets, happy. they stood out front for 45 minutes waiting for that door to open. <laughs> so they were first ones in. Yeah. And so they were like uber fans. And what was nice about Ballyhoo is they didn't go any further south this time. So we so had a lot came. of people from down south come up, which is good. You know, we've got a lot of people coming to the area. 
a lot of commerce coming to the area. That's great locally, you know? I yeah. mean, they're not just coming to Filthies. I mean, how many times do you go to a, a anything and just go to that one place, you know? If right. you go to Disney, you're getting into a hotel, you're going to dinner, you're going to have drinks, blah, blah, blah. So Some tourism dollars coming in. Correct. Love it. Correct, you yeah. know? And um, yeah, it was wonderful. It really was. But again, it all boiled down to marketing and feet to the pavement and getting posters out and Driving going to the right people. And yeah. Giving out tickets and posters and letting yeah. everyone know it's about the shows. It's yeah. a hustle. It's a hustle man. for sure. It was cool, man. I and mean, our it, Facebook ads were yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for reaching social media. <laughs> we specifically said not to say that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to definitely have we're to clip, all the rules clip that out and run that as a. Uh, <laughs> As an That's ad, its own commercial. Nick and Angela Novak really believe in Facebook ads <laughs> so much. Why don't you? Something like that. Um, no, it was really, really cool. I remember talking to you about the concept, and I'm like, wait a minute, where are you going to do this? In the parking lot back there? I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, and Andy, maybe we can get some uh, clips or something, B-roll clips oh, we'll, or something. We'll splice some in for sure. Yeah, of this, uh, into this podcast. We'll have some clips, but the stage, I mean, when that I say this drone was... drone footage that you guys got oh, yeah. was fantastic. When yeah. I say this was... Big league, this fucking big league. <laughs> well, we did really not cool. mess around. Like, I mean, I'll let Nick speak to this, but we brought in a professional company to come in and do the production. We brought in a production manager. Yeah, we did not mess around. And you really don't realize how big it is back there until there's a massive stage. Well, when you said, one of you said a thousand tickets back when we were talking, it was you, Angela, yeah. when we were talking about um, doing ads for it. And I'm like, a thousand people can fit back there? Like, yeah. Are you crazy? I don't think a thousand people can fit back there, but lo and behold, I it, think sixteen hundred can fit back there. Nick won sixteen hundred. That eight eighty five number looked rather small. <laughs> there was plenty of room to breathe. So, so you guys had bad fish and ballyhoo, which is um, a younger demographic, twenty one to thirty five, twenty one to forty, maybe. And then you turn around and like four weeks later, you have well. Your band, yep, the Dickie Fredericks band. We're going to get to that and talk about that a little bit. But then you have the Long Run, which is an Eagles tribute band, totally right. not the same demographic. Right. So we got to we're we're kind of firing up all different demographics here. So we have saliva coming December fifth, and that's going <laughs> like, to be like a different, third, right? A exactly. December fourth. So we want to kind of we, we want to kind of watch how it you know it reacts and who comes and how the town perceives it. And you saw there was chairs out for the Eagles, right? Because you know the average age is sixty. That's coming for the Eagles, and there was two hundred chairs out, and those chairs were full by seven o'clock. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. Okay, now next time we know, okay, do we sell chairs as a ticket? We're kind of just devising our plan here because we just don't know. Sure. So kind of like when you bought the bar. Absolutely. Let's try it. Yeah. See what works. Well, you just <laughs> you're throw constantly, a bunch of dude, stuff. that's it. Yeah. Throw it to the wall. This yeah. is that's yeah. just what this is. You can never get to you can get discouraged, but you have to have the wherewithal to tell yourself to shut up and throw more stuff. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's just kind of it. So so Badfish Ballyhoo in October. Uh, the long run, the Eagles cover band in November. Saliva in December fourth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, January. January hasn't been announced yet. Okay. Oh no no no. Oh, switch and whiskey. whiskey. So switch and whiskey. They're up and comers from um, Jupiter. Okay. And they are like right on the peg of becoming a headlining act that's going to be able to tour and get money. They're really good. They're a rock band and they do like they all wear their seventies regalia and their whole gimmick is really tight and they're a great band and a lot of people do know them. So all right. So switch and whiskey. And that's that. January. Do you have a date? January 21st. 21, January 21st. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then February is the Stephen Marley. Which 
And that's actually a Sunday show. It was the catalyst for all of this. It was the catalyst for all of this. It was the first big name. Yeah, it was the first big name. We actually partnered with our friend Robert Duderman, who does a lot of stuff around here. But he's got places with production in-house, so he doesn't have to bring in a lot of production. So it doesn't really make sense to do too many shows with him here. Because, But for this one, to get us into the Marley camp, Duderman's like, yeah, man, let's do this. We're going to do one big show. Love it. So that's in February. It's a Sunday. What's Mm -hmm. the date for that? That's the 20th. It's February 20th. Sunday, February 20th for Steve. Marley, and there's already been I love Steve good, Marley. Yeah. I'll definitely be here for that. Epic. Yeah. And there's already been like a good amount of tickets sold, obviously, yeah, from two years, ago. two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you'll be able to go on our Facebook page and get tickets if anyone wants that. And then March and April are some really big names, but we can't. Big names that we, we can't, can't talk, talk about. about but, it yet. I mean, the reality is you had Bad Fish, which is a huge act. Right. He's not a big fan. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's that, you know, there's levels in this game. Oh, I get it. And I we get can it. get some pretty big players. So now we're starting to march up. See, what we had to do is we had to get you guys to shoot wonderful footage of our first two shows <laughs> so it looks super professional so that now we're like... Vero Beach social we, media. Yeah, and, and we're like, hey, we're not fucking around. Here's our product. So right. You guys are awesome. Let's Roll. You know so, what I'm saying? So you got Bad Fish, which is mid tier. Mid tier. Okay. It's called B minus. Right. Stephen Marley is B plus. B minus. Same okay. range. All right. But same range, but different. Yeah, you it's know, just a different like, demographic okay, there, but same yeah. range. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Marley's a big name. Huge. He's yeah. huge. No, listen, right. and don't get me wrong, I'm not yeah. taking anything away from him, but like, if you say Stephen Marley versus Jordan Davis, okay. who's like a B plus, A minus, right? Versus Rod Stewart, you right. know what I'm saying? No, in that you. realm okay. of things, yeah. in the, in you can the, always get bigger. <laughs> you can't always, but we can get a little bit bigger. Gotcha. So, um, so we've got shows named through um, February, and then and then March and April. Um, March, April, May, I believe we're doing. We're going to sit the summer out so that we don't get rained on. We might do a June. Might we're probably not sitting the summer out. <laughs> we might do a June only because of who it is. Gotcha. And if we do that, okay. then we have the option of maybe even doing it at the fairgrounds whoa, and moving it. Whoa, cats out of the bag. <laughs> well, that's a fur, With, that's yeah. inside information. Well, it would be underneath Nobody's the thing. Don't, tell, don't tell anybody. We're 25 minutes into this Nobody's thing, Nobody's listening Nick. to this. The, the no, three people, one including my mother. Even, yeah, right? My mom's not even going to listen this far. <laughs> yeah. Mom's already, she's, she's like, putting it a dish. great. Right. Like, great. did you hear that part where I called you out about being the best mom ever and the best babysitter? <laughs> no. Um, you didn't make it six minutes, did you, You know you what, Constance? <laughs> All right. So, um, so backlots back, music's back outside, but also on Friday nights, uh, you've got music back inside, which is a little uh, time machine flip. So yep. we, before COVID, we started doing inside music again. Um, essentially, what happened was nobody wanted to play inside. Being inside for a show, the demographic you attract with that six thirty to ten thirty crowd is definitely forty five plus. Sure, they didn't want to be inside. People were scared. Bands didn't want to play inside. There right. was bands, that, and you you kind of have to only do bands that draw. You can't course, just start yeah. throwing thousands of dollars to the wall every <laughs> Friday and having to make up from a bigger hole. So you can only use the certain bands. Now everyone's getting back in the swing. Gotcha. So now we're going to book all our Fridays out so that we'll have live music inside where we don't have a show outside. Excuse and me. most shows we're going to try to book on a Saturday. That so way that our big shows Friday, are Saturday, Saturday, so that Friday stays in, mm-hmm. in line. Gotcha. Yep. Um, but, I mean, going back to the thing about us walking away from live music, it was the whole Kaya vibe blow up. Yep. And I just fell out of love with music. Sure. I got really mad at the business. I got really mad at playing in a band. I, did, I didn't play guitar until she was pregnant, and I realized I had a kid that I'm going to have to teach, so I better start brushing back up. Right. But that's kind of why I got... 
and our town didn't receive live music well. Yeah. So if I brought a band from Tampa, there'd be 200 people at Filthies. The band would get done with a song and no one would clap. They were all just waiting for us to play break music so that they could mingle and try and go home with each other. Right. So right. it was like, all right, how do we pivot away from this? Sure. Now I'm back in an old man cover band. I'm loving music again. We're going to concerts again. Right. And it's like, it's this whole new life. I had to walk away from it for like seven, eight years just to fall back in love with it. So that's a fantastic segue into Dickie Frederick's band. You guys opened for the long run here. Yep. You've been playing... I would say all around the state. I guess it's probably a little bit of a stretch. You've been playing uh, uh, Tri-County all, all yeah, places. We're gigging. We're gigging for yeah. sure. And um, so let's talk about that. So who's in the band? When are you playing? Are you playing here? Shoot. All right. So Dickie Frederick's band has been a thing since the 80s. Okay. And Ray and Dickie have been playing together, which Ray's the bass player. Dickie's the singer, guitar player. They've been playing together since 1987, I think, or 86. Okay. Uh, here we are 40 years later thrust in myself and Kevin Charlelli and we're the younger guys of the group and we're kind of just taking what they used to do, what they love to do, injecting what we want into it, seeing where it comes out the other side and we're just having a blast. Like it's all these weird personalities in one band, which is always <laughs> what a band is anyway. Every good one anyway. And, yeah, for real. I mean, it's all it's four totally different human beings that come together for four hours a night on stage. Right. You know what I mean? And like probably don't see eye to eye on much else. Right. Other right. than it changes on two, not four. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're having a lot of fun. Like I said, playing with older guys. They're happy to be playing with younger guys. We're happy to be playing with older guys. They have a lot of knowledge they can pass on to us. We can talk a lot more shit than they can. I can jump higher than they can. You know what I mean? Like things like that. So we're, we're just driving each other and we're really getting out there to be a real gigging band next year and probably play two to three times a month. It's great. Angel, I'm sorry. I'm playing two to three times a month. That's next fine. Year. I'm sorry. I was just going to make a funny joke anyways about how when you hang out with older guys, you're bound to look good. Well, that's so, what you do. You, you surround yourself with assholes. And <laughs> <laughs> go out with three of your ugliest friends to try and go home with just the Just kidding, chip. guys. You guys aren't ugly. No. I have much uglier friends. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when is your next gig? So we're playing, um, I believe we're Tiki Bar. Down in Fort Pierce or up in no, Sebastian? No, in Sebastian. Okay. Yep. We're playing Tiki Bar in Sebastian the day after Thanksgiving or that that Saturday after Thanksgiving, two days after Thanksgiving. Angela's got it. I know she's... And now oops. I'm looking at our schedule. Oh. They play, <laughs> they play we're, we're doing New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. So we're doing New, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve at Filthies, Filthies, which I haven't played at New Year's Eve in Filthies since Back Alley Brawler. I was going to say Back Alley Brawler. So days. 2009, New Year's Eve, I believe, was Back Alley Brawler. Okay. And then I don't think High of Vibe ever did a New Year's Eve. We did a Halloween. I'm going gotcha. to put $50 on it right now. All right. Oh. He's not going to see the ball drop. Oh, no, that set will be done and I will be home sleeping. <laughs> no well, I remember, um, so so we, we covered uh, the Bad Fish and the Ballyhoo shows. Uh, I get here Saturday around five o'clock or so uh, for Ballyhoo. And, we're and, dead. And, and, we're, and we're talking. And I'm like, Nick, uh, what'd you get home about? Three or four in the morning? He's like, I was in bed by 1130. Yeah, no, like, 11 I got 30, home and I was out. I walked right to the bed. It was done. <laughs> the next night, not so much because we had to break down the stage. Sure. But sure. Uh, no, no, I know. I get up early. I'm an early riser. I'm a 5 a.m. guy. So Love it. I Love it. Be, You're old now. I'm a, I got yeah. I got those dad vibes. Yeah. Oh, see, see, I wasn't lying when I said you you were kids. Maybe no, you 100%. still are. No, 100. He's still an yeah, old yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, I'm a couple years younger, but <laughs> she still she still sews her wild I oats will now. Every so now. often, drink out of a bottle of Jameson, and then it'll bite me for yep. a week. Yep. So I hear you. <laughs> I'm not young. I hear you. Yeah, yeah those no. hangovers don't get easier. No, no. Yeah. We used to do some stuff we can't do anymore. It's weird. It's funny whenever you feel like you can. 
again. And then all of a sudden, your hip hurts for a week. <laughs> like, your, what the hell? Your hip. Is, Why does my hip hurt? I don't know. But I went to the massage therapist yesterday. I'm thinking chiropractor next. So I don't know. This <laughs> we're is, just a couple of kids at a bar in the street. It doesn't look like at all. I see these crow's feet. All right. So the other, the last thing I wanted to touch on is Positively Novak, the YouTube channel. Talk to us about that. What do you got? <laughs> That's a passion project for okay. Nicholas here. All right. So uh, during COVID, uh, we started traveling in our RV. I started a vlog. I was watching a lot of RV vlogs. So I was like, I, I want to just document everything. It was when Macy was born. Okay. So when our second child was born, I was like, I need a camera. I need to start just documenting everything. Love it. So I started a vlog where it's basically just family travels. It's nothing, you know, we're not setting out to give information too much. Sometimes there's blips and bluffs, but it's basically family videos. Our RV thing's kind of coming to an end. So I started Positively Novak, which was essentially theme parking and surfing. So okay. anything that was away from the RV, I'd put under Positively Novak. And now it's grown to be like... Just our family reels. It's our family thing, yeah. but like yeah. I also put a lot of like personal, I, I've put some like personal stuff up there, like memorials to my grandfather that died. And uh, like I did a, a phone consultation with a famous bodybuilder about like my TRT use. So like that stuff's up there. So it's kind of like all over. Sure. And it's just kind of me making stuff for my family to enjoy if I ever do get the terminal cancer and die next week. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? But before yeah, yeah, they tell me I'm going to die and I have to rush to make content, You've got I want to put all this stuff out there so my family has it forever. And honestly, it's the best thing ever. It really is. It's annoying to me. I don't like when he's like, here, take, very take the camera. Her. Go get this on film. It's like, I just want to live in the moment. She does not want to uh, film. <laughs> it's she not does my not favorite thing film. to do. So, that's like us so, the vlog. But it's oh, nice. Yeah. Like, so he'll sit there and just turn it on YouTube and, and just, just watch, watch it. it and, and just watch, watch it. like the baby like being two months old bald and little I mean, just and so now, tiny yeah. I'm like oh my god so, so back it's in, awesome to have the memories back in 2009 I got my first ever smartphone it wasn't an iPhone it was an Android like the first Android and uh, YouTube was already an app on there and it was so easy to just take a video and, and, and throw it on YouTube and I did that kind of like what you're doing but for no real reason other than I was curious about how all this worked mm -hmm. and and that lasted six months or a year or something like that. And my oldest son was born. My I think my youngest had just been born or was about to be born or something like that. But anyway, I still go back and I watch those videos. They're almost 12 and 13 now. And I go back and I watch those and it's it's almost a tearjerker. It's You're going to love it. Ever. You are going to love it. And I wish I'd stuck with it and did it more. But like Andy was saying, uh, the frustration with, God, the camera out again. We, oh, we do a I'm, weekly oh. vlog and it is unbearably like annoying, but you got to stick with it. Like you said, the Gary Vee method, just stick with it. I went to it. Mr. Olympia and everything I shot, everyone was green. <laughs> I got interviews with all these famous people and we're all green. We all look Wait, terrible. I'm like, How does what? that even happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A but button got hit in my pocket. I don't uh, know. But we've been trying to figure it out for the last month. <laughs> I'm, buying, I'm just buying a new camera. <laughs> I might be That's able to help you out with that, actually. Gotta be uh, it. I might be able to okay. just convert the color space. No, we're getting a new camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was going to say. It was I'm done with the Sony Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that, that should be our tagline. Uh, Vero Beach Social Media. We'll fix your shit. We'll fix your shit. <laughs> I like it. It's like Nick Burns. It's to the point. <laughs> it's to the point. There's no real, you know, set guideline of what you do. You're just gonna fix everything. Just fix your shit. Yeah. So um, we're working with an investment group called Raymond, and their uh, their tagline is empower your purpose. 
And I'm like, what the fuck's that mean? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and it was like, it's purposely vague. And it's like, okay. And like, sure. All right, then it sounds good. <laughs> but but I like verbiage social media. We'll fix your shit. Yeah. I'm not, like it. not very vague. Pretty, pretty on there. Pretty on point. Yeah, but it's like, all right, fix oh, your very car? Yeah. yeah Excuse you know, me. Well, no, yeah. No, no, no. I have a leaky sink. Yeah. No, that's but not also your, I need yeah. a social media ad. Andrew's tall. Come hang this. <laughs> I only got one good arm, though. <laughs> right. Oh, no. It's the hip. It's the hip. It's the you got hip. the arm. You're I see, got we're hip. not kids. Uh, None of us are kids Lord. anymore. So uh, That's all I had. Do you guys want to add anything? No. It's been fun to watch you grow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah Thanks. It's been take awesome. Take your jump Thanks. out on your own and take your own. Because people don't realize how easy it is to work for yourself. They're too easy afraid. And hard. They're just too afraid. Yeah. Well, it's sure. Easy and hard. There's no yeah. guidelines. So you're yeah. kind of writing your own book. You, you, have, to, you have to have drive. And, and, and you, you guys know that better than you anybody. You can't give up. Yeah, I mean, oh, no matter. Oh, it's eleven o'clock at night, and yeah, there's an issue. Yeah, Sorry, you yeah. gotta fix it. You there's gotta no, fix no time it exactly. Clock. No one's, yeah. no one's gonna, no one's coming. No one's coming to tell you to go to the gym. No one's coming to tell you to get off the couch. No one's telling you to put that food. Down. No one's telling you to fix your job. No one's telling you to chase your dream. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You become the teller. You have to, and that, um, it's. I, I won't say it's hard. It's it's different. Um, Once you lock into the mentality, it's on though. Yeah. Yeah. Once you, yep. once you feel the power of it, there's no going back. I think what happens is you realize, again, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I think you realize, all right, I like this roof over my head. I like being able to feed my kids. I like having the lights on. Um, what do I have to do to keep that happening? Oh, I have to continue shooting podcasts. I have to continue doing vlogs. I yep. have to reply to emails. Um, when, when shit goes wrong, I have to own up to it. You know, stuff like that. It's like, all right, I don't like doing it, but I really like uh, having my water. You know, yeah. I really like, like uh, you know, the car that I drive. Well, you know, and it's and like cleaning so, toilets for yourself is a lot better than cleaning toilets for somebody else. You're damn right on that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's true. Yeah. Word on that. And so, we uh, know how to clean toilets. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I, I, I think I touched on everything. Um, really, really enjoyed you guys. Uh, Thanks for being having on us. Here. Thank you. No, thank you guys. And and again, thank you for your wisdom over the years. Like I said, I I always look up to you guys and and, and really think you're doing great work. And I love seeing the evolution of Filthies and 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 where it started and where it is now and where it's going to go. I mean, I, I, I just love it. Listen, Thank you. Whatever happens in the future, we owe it all to Vera Beach social media <laughs> and the Facebook ads. <laughs> we'll pay you guys later. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is the best Lots of clips ever. for you guys to get. Oh my yeah. goodness. You Andy, you're going to be busy over the next yeah, week. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it from us. Uh, thank you again, guys. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Leather and Oak, for hosting us. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you need a Christmas tree. Yeah, come uh, on down to Mama's Thrift Shop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, come on down. Lots right. of stuff. All right. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> Bye.